Welcome to another episode of Out the Rabbit Hole here on KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, also on the web at KUCI.org. I'm Robert Larson. This is our September, September, I mean October 7th, 2010 edition of the show. Before we get fully underway, I have a couple of quick reminders for you. First of all, the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff or management or the UC Board of Regents. And if you want to give me some feedback on the show, I always appreciate that. You can email me at rglarson at KUCI.org. You can also catch me on Facebook. That's facebook.com slash rglarson. And also archives of the show audio archives, podcasts of past shows, you can find those at KUCI.org slash talk. Just scroll down to Out the Rabbit Hole. Got uh, plenty of wonderful past episodes there. We're going to welcome back today one of our best friends of the show. He is a free-thinking blogger, challenging and exposing the toxic juggernaut that is corporate America. We know him as Corporations Ate My Baby, and for short, we just refer to him as Corp. Welcome back to the show, Corp. Robert, thank you so much for having me back. I'm really honored. Uh, I had a great time last time. I actually have a blog to our last talk up on my, uh, you know, a link to to it up on my blog. So people are really responding well to it. I, I'm really glad to be back. All right, give us that uh, that link. Or what the uh, URL for that? Uh, the URL for for the, for my blog now is uh, corporations dot com, and the eight is a number, numeral eight. Corporations numeral eight mybaby dot wordpress dot com. All right, and you're also MySpace and Facebook. Are, are those URLs easy to give out? I put those, I'm now putting those at the bottom of every blog that I do, so those links are right there for you. And uh-huh. uh, uh, I, just, uh, I just wrote a new blog today uh, called uh, The International Money Coup, which I think everybody's going to be very interested in before the, the uh, November elections come. All right, the International Money Coup, and I'm sure the we'll, International Money Coup, yeah. we'll be getting into that today. Uh, I know we had a... A pre-interview, as we usually do on Out the Rabbit Hole here, kind of discuss what we're going to talk about. And uh, so I know uh, the uh, issues we want to cover, I'm sure, will also be covered in that blog, and you can reference that at will. Um, So, yeah, one of the reasons I wanted you on today is that we have the 2010 congressional midterm elections coming up in just a few weeks. Here they come. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. In efforts to prognosticate and influence this process, we have the corporate right-wing media putting out their insane narrative, and we have the corporate mainstream media putting out their often misguided, self-serving, or superficial narrative. So if we could maybe unpack that a little today, one of the things going on is this sort of self-fulfilling prophecy that the... Democrats are going to lose a lot of seats. Moreover, there seems to be this feeling on the progressive side that Obama and the Democrats deserve it because they've been ineffectual. Right. Sure, you know, you and I and most progressives would have liked a better health care reform and better Wall Street reform. Yeah. But you make the case that in both of these instances, and in an overall legislative scorecard, there has been quite a bit for progressives to cheer. So if you could talk about that a little bit. Well, absolutely. Um, that's one of the sort of interesting things that I'm running into on Facebook. I'm spending a lot of time on Facebook and um, talking to a lot of people who I think 
should sort of be progressives in the traditional sense. They should they should be sort of against the corporations and therefore for progressive left wing candidates, Democrats in this instance, because Democrats are the only ones that can win on the left. There are there are people further to the left, obviously, on ballots, but they can't win because the system isn't set up that way federally. So you would think you would be able to sort of discuss that with people, but they're so disappointed in the president because he didn't do enough. That's what they think. You know, they say he, they, well, you'll hear people say he didn't do anything, which is crazy. But but what they mean is he didn't do enough for them, as far as they know. And they're also disappointed because he didn't do things the way they would have wanted to. There was a lot of bloodlust after the Bush administration. A lot of let's get those guys. And I participated in it. I won't I won't deny it. I wanted to see Cheney you know, in jail. Uh, and But because things didn't go fast and things didn't go furious, you've got a lot of people who should be really helping the progressives kind of folding their arms and, 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 and going harumph. You know, I'm not going to participate. This is just the worst possible decision you could make, but it's an emotional decision, and it's really hard to argue emotions with people. The truth is that the president that we currently have and the Congress that he has, especially the House, have done unprecedented amounts of, uh, of passage of legislation, especially given the idea that uh, the fact that the GOP in the Senate is blocking them, forcing 60 votes per, you know, per bill to pass anything, which is absolutely brand new in our society. It used to be 51. And uh, so they're still getting this stuff through. They're still getting a lot of stuff through. And uh, Nancy Pelosi, for instance, passed a public option, what we all wanted. They did it. The only reason it didn't go all the way was because the Senate couldn't get it through this 60-vote thing that they've, they've got going. Uh, and we can talk later, if you want to, about fixing the filibuster, which people are very serious about doing, and then you could do it. I mean, you literally could have that speed everybody's looking for if we could fix the filibuster in the 112th Congress. Uh but even without that, the 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 amount of uh, of achievements is staggering, and it's not reported. Um, it is it is probably probably now just now beyond the achievements of the entire great society from 1965, the, the Johnson achievements, which were hailed as the the best. I mean, Johnson was always known as as the guy that could go into the Senate, into the House, and, and, and grab people by their shirts and throw them against the wall and say, you'll do it. And they would. You know, he was sort of Tom DeLay, but for, but for you know, the working class. And, um, now, isn't it true that, and, that uh, Johnson had a, had a really huge Democratic majority? Uh, good point. I forgot. That's right. He did, didn't he? I didn't even think of that. Yes. Right. So, it, it, so to think that Obama got close in two years, less than two years, or not, not to mention equaled or surpassed, is just, it's amazing. Just in terms of, just if you're just, just, just in terms of baseball, just the stats, you know, it's incredible batting. He's a really good athlete in this arena. And it's not reported, and I understand why people don't sort of see it, because it's not out there. But then there are also people who are really mad. They're just really angry and mad because we didn't punish the bad guys. And so they fold their arms and say, well, I don't care what he did. He didn't do the right things, and so I don't care. And that's one of the dangers about we, we lefties. We're, we're a very diverse bunch. We're not like 
the right. You know, the right are basically made up of two, sort of two, two layers. Yeah, and they, let's make it three. The oligarchs, who are a very few number, but they have all the money. They're servants in, in, in the government who are usually not crazy but just appeal to the crazy, but they're really just working for the oligarchs and pretending that they believe in all of this culture war stuff. And then there's the voters, who I liken to, you know, orcs in the, in the Lord of the Rings. <laughs> they're just, they just, oh, we do what you say, because all you have to do is push their fear buttons. And if you push their fear buttons or if you push their confusion buttons or their racism, which is really just tribalism buttons, they get angry, and angry people can't think. And you can make people who can't think do anything. And so, you know, I know there are probably some people in the GOP or who are GOP voters right now listening to us talk, and, and uh, I, I would say that I don't mean to insult you, but I kind of do. Uh, and I, I don't mean to insult you personally, but I mean to insult the, the way in which you're going through the world, you know, it's time for you to sort of consider the possibility that you can in, participate in advanced citizenship and, and help run this country instead of just believing what authoritarians tell you. And, you know, if you didn't go to college or if you didn't, go to, if you didn't really do well in school, it's really hard to, to sort of resist the urge to have an authority just kind of give you an easy answer. Mm-hmm. And but and they're and they're lining up to do that for you. They'll give you lots of easy answers. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I went ahead and put um, a link to a really good list of 244 accomplishments of, of Obama on my on the blog just before my newest one. So you can take a look at my highlighted uh, accomplishments. And I just highlighted just some that I saw that I liked, and I didn't even really go as deep as I could have. Or you can just click on the link and see all 244. Okay, and, and the link, the link really for your uh, blog, the URL for your blog again? The, the URL for the blog again is uh, corporations, and then the numeral 8, my baby, all one word, corporations 8, my baby, dot wordpress.com. Okay, and so... you'll find it there. That's the second one down, and that has all of his accomplishments. And just take a look. Even if you're, even if you're kind of a libertarian who thinks, you know, Obama's, you know... Uh, a collectivist or whatever, even if you read too much Ayn Rand, um, you know, take a look at the accomplishments. It's just just for the inside baseball aspect of it, just for the, the stats. It's pretty impressive, yeah. you know. This is Out the Rabbit Hole, KUCI in Irvine. Robert Larson here. We're speaking with Corp. That's his uh, moniker. He goes by for his uh, blog, Corporations Ate My Baby. And so, yeah, this list of accomplishments, let's first just take a couple of things that, that I already mentioned. The health care reform, and the right obviously hates this, but many people on the left are, are rather unhappy and think it's, it's very watered down, didn't have a public option uh, in, in any of this. Yep. But tell us so some things. Disappointed, right? Yeah. W- w- yeah. What are some, a couple of good things on there that really, really make a difference that we should be happy about that that got passed? Well, I mean, uh, you know, a lot of the things that we're going to be really, really, really happy about don't kick in until 2014. So that's one of the reasons why everybody's kind of sketchy about it, because they're not seeing a lot of the really big stuff right now. And you've got the this kind of super insane right-wing media. I don't even know if they're right-wing anymore. There's corporatist media um, sort of pushing this line that somehow it's not good for us. 
and then, of course, I think people are upset about this idea of a mandate, which which sounds really bad. It sounds like someone's going to come to your house and knock on your door and make you pay money if you if you don't buy health insurance from from big bad companies. But it really isn't that way. If you look at how they structured it, you know, these companies have to change their business model in order to stay, you know, in business. The the in, by 2014 the the uh, the insurance companies are going to be very different than they are today. They're not going to be able to do most of the really criminal stuff they're doing now. That's the, the same is true with the credit card companies, by the way. There's so much stuff that they were doing to people, like raising their rates in, just instantaneously for no reason, that they cannot do anymore. And that's what re-regulation is all about. That's, that's, that's my main push is that, that, you know, the American system of some free enterprise and some government service mixed together in that perfect blend works when when there's plenty of rules on the baseball diamond you know when everybody's when when you know where the lines are when you know where where first base is when the rules are out there when the regulations are good our system works pretty well you know i still think we need to be greener and we need to stop throwing away so much stuff and we need to be stopping such polluters but but it, it works pretty well when we're regulated we're in a time of massive deregulation and so one of the things that will be kicking in for healthcare will be new regulations in 2014. But right now, you've got some things that I'm sure some people who watch TV a little more often or read the newspaper a little more often, they know. And I know parents know. If you've got a kid who's, you know, 18, they were off your health insurance. And not a lot of 18-year-olds in this economy are going out and getting these great jobs where they can uh, get nice health care insurance, mm-hmm. you know, health coverage. Uh, and now, as of as of uh, a couple weeks ago, you can stay on your parents' um, health insurance until you're 26. Yeah, that's that's which is about right. That's huge, you know? and it yeah, it's that's gigantic. It's gigantic. It's going to make a huge difference. Uh, these kids aren't getting sick, so they're not taxing the system. But every once in a while, something happens. Mm-hmm. You know. And, you know, there are 25-year-old girls that get pregnant. I've, you know, I've seen it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, these are, this is a big deal. There are 25-year-olds uh, that get cancer. It happens. That's right. There are, you yeah. know. And, 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 there are, and there are, you know, 21-year-olds that, that, uh, that uh, have autism or have uh, certain issues where they, you know, or, or maybe even have uh, some kind of, uh, uh, you know, blood, blood sugar issues or things like that where they just, you know, just a little bit of health care will keep them right as rain. We'll, we'll, we'll save us all a lot of money, a lot of prevention. These are all good things, and these are all available now. Absolutely, legally, no one can deny you. Uh, the, 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 the regulations are in, and that's a brilliant and, and amazing thing. The other thing is um, they, ch- children. Uh, children. There are a lot of children born with preexisting conditions now, and the way um, corp- uh, the, 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 the big corporate health uh, casinos were working was that they called almost anything a pre-existing condition. You know, they were, they were saying that women who had been hit by their husbands were having pre-existing conditions. Women who would gotten pregnant had pre-existing conditions. Um, uh, and so, the, the, you know, and they were calling all kinds of things. Babies had pre-existing conditions. Well, you cannot, it is illegal now to deny coverage to, uh, to a, a child or a baby because of pre-existing conditions. That's over. And that is huge that is really taking on the corporations that is really fighting back and that's what government can do for us and it does well you know government can't you know government can't run hospitals 
you know, maybe as well as as the right private corporation might be able to. I'm not sure of that because the VA is doing pretty good. But, you know, but but uh, there's a lot of things that government can't do well. Like, if you've ever seen government cars, I've, I've driven in a Trabi in Germany. <laughs> not good. Not good. Government cars, not good. So, you know, but there are things that the government does really well, and one of them is that they set the rules. And that's just saying, you know, I'm talking like what used to be when I was a kid, a conservative. Mm-hmm. I'm saying government should set the rules. That's a really conservative thing. To, you know, this is not the hippie screaming, melt the Pentagon, dude. You know, <laughs> this is just really basic stuff. But today, the way the system works, the corporations are in such power that this is actually kind of lefty talking in our current state. I can't believe we're here, by the way. I just can't believe we're here. Well, yeah, but, it's yeah. The, the thing is, used to be the conservatives would properly use the word free enterprise now when they use it, it yeah. it's it's a lie because there it's isn't a, word. there isn't a word. real free market and a free free enterprise no. because we have these corporate monopolies but right those it's of us from word for the gilded age i'm going to take your little railroad and make it part of my big railroad and if you don't agree i'm going to kill you right you and, know, and so that's you where ne- we're at. you need a fair amount of proper regulation and then you can have within that a free market yep. where people are free to yep. do what they want to do, free to find yep. ways to make money, but nobody is being exploited in a really obscene way. Right. You'll never see an American court system completely turn against free enterprise and big business. It just won't happen. You're going to always have free enterprise here in the United States. Actually, unless you give this place over to international corporations. If you give this place over to the international money, you could see basically the, the squashing of your business. If you have a hardware store and, you know, uh, Walmart gets its way all the way, you don't have a hardware store. You can't have a hardware store. You can work at Walmart for what is now, what, seven twenty-five an hour, seven twenty an hour, whatever it is, um, but that could go away too because if the internationalists take over, then they can say there's no minimum wage. Mm-hmm. You know, you can work there for $5 or $2 or whatever they want. And, I mean, that sounds a little alarmist. But but the bottom line is that uh, the things that are happening now, I would never have believed could happen two years ago. Right, and we have uh, official Republican candidates seriously talking about lowering the minimum wage. So that getting is out there. Yeah, and we... Uh, getting rid of it. Yeah, this is out the rabbit hole, KUCI I, I dare you to, I dare you to live on $15,000 a year. You know, you can't do it. Well, and of right? course, many that, of these... That's not who we are. Yeah, many of these the people who are pushing that sort of thing, doing away with the minimum wage or lowering it, don't even have any idea what the minimum wage is or or the right. horror of trying to live on that. So, that's right. y- you mentioned international money. Again, this is yep. KUCI in Irvine. Robert Larson here speaking with Corp from the uh, blog uh, Corporations Ate My Baby. The howdy, uh, howdy Irvine. <laughs> yes, it is. Uh, <laughs> you guys rock. <laughs> we're we're actually th- this weird island here on the University of California Irvine campus, yep. where it's not the yeah, sort of typical uh, Orange County. Uh, there's a lot of no. free thought that's going on here, so it's yep. good, good stuff. Yep. I'm glad cool. to be here. But um, yeah, you mentioned international money, so we we got to talk about this. We um, have this situation, something you've posted a few things about on Facebook and elsewhere. Mm-hmm. 
This election coming up, and we have the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, which I've said more than a few times on this show, anything the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is for, you can pretty much, it's a pretty safe bet that it's uh, not good for you. But now we have Let's unpack that for a minute. Let's let's (laughs) unpack that for just a second. The Chamber of Commerce, doesn't that sound important and good? It sounds very benign. Yeah. Yeah, doesn't it? Listen, it's 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 a it's an advocacy, fundraising, and uh, you know uh, a lobbyist group for the most vicious uh, uh, you know sharks in in the in the financial world. Uh, those that would eat everybody else alive. The, the, the probably the goal of the U.S. Chamber of Commerce is to create one company <laughs> that runs everything. I mean. It's 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 uh, it, I don't know if you ever saw the movie Wall E, but there's by the end of the by the end of our humans being able to live on the planet, they basically have one corporation called By and Large, which is like a super corporation that does everything, and it's basically <laughs> kind of making fun of Walmart. That's what the, think of By and Large when you think of the Chamber of Commerce. They just want to. To, to funnel money and power up, 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 up to the fewest people possible. These people are not benign. They are not cool, and they they haven't ever been. They've been they've been run by some of the most some of the most reactionary freaks. Uh, it's it's just really crazy. And to give them this kind of power, and by by this kind of power, what I mean is the ability to promise to spend seventy five million dollars on a midterm election, a midterm, not even a presidential election, $75 million, just them, uh, is, is way too much power for these freaks. Right. And they've promised to do it. But they, where are they getting the $75 million? Yeah, let, let's get into that. So the U.S. Chamber of Commerce, yeah. I, I will say that, that, yeah, they've always been a sort of reactionary organization, but it does seem in the last 10 years that... 10, 20 years, they've gotten much worse, and that I think with the Supreme Court uh, decision, Citizens United, this has played into what they have now become. But so we have Mm -hmm. them, what's the, 75 million you're saying? They're spending on that? They they promised 75 million, and they could probably do more than that. And then Carl Rove's American Crossroads promised 50 million. Okay. And they can probably do more than that. Right, and so the U.S. Chamber Chamber of Commerce, what we need to talk about is, A, first of all, the vast majority, I think almost all of this is going to Republican candidates, is that right? All of it. Okay, all of it. All of it. (laughs) And let's talk about where all this money is coming from. People need to know about this. If you're thinking of voting Republican, you're thinking of supporting Republicans, who are the people behind the Republicans? What is it that, that you are going to be voting for? Who are you going to be putting into office? Whose bidding are they going to be doing? Where is this money coming from? Right, right. And, and if you're thinking about voting for Republicans, or if you're thinking about protest voting and saying, well, I'm not going to vote for Democrats because they disappointed me, you're basically not helping us keep the Republicans out. And why do we want to keep the Republicans out? Because they're not your dad's Republican Party because they're not conservative, because they're not even loyal to this country or this country's labor. A lot of the people who are going to be, the orcs, if you will, who are going to be supporting uh, the Republican candidates this time around are white middle class, I'm sorry, white working class workers 
who are maybe high school graduates at that and don't know a lot of details about this stuff. When you sit down one-to-one and ask them, as uh, Newsweek's or Time Magazine's Joe Klein did, what should we do? They all talk about helping the middle class. They say, well, you know, we should do an FDR jobs program and get our economy back. But when you ask them, well, then will you, sell, will you support the Democrats? They'll say, no. No, no, I want to support the Republicans because they're for the middle class. Wrong. Wrong. They are not for the middle class, and you can, you can easily prove it if you just follow the links on my uh, latest blog. You'll see uh, I put a link to the donors, um, and you'll see where the money's coming from. And the money is coming from, uh, let me use a big word that a lot, of, a lot of your listeners already know, but some people might not, the word oligarch. <laughs> the word oligarch means a, a ruler of a, of a nation who basically sits back on his money and power and tells the government what to do, and the government does whatever the oligarch says. So you don't vote for an oligarch, and the oligarch isn't the one on TV. The oligarch sits behind the scenes and says, you do what I tell you to do, and the government says, yes, sir. And usually an oligarchy is made up of, you know, a dozen or so people who control industry. For instance, in Russia, when the Soviet Union fell and became Russia again, Putin was, uh, was the head of the KGB, which is sort of like a mixture of our CIA and FBI and, uh, and Homeland Security all mixed together, a very powerful spy group that really had the real power by the end. And well, all he did was he just sort of went to his other KGB buddies that he, that he was closest to and said, okay, you get the steel industry and you get the banking industry, and, you, you know, and he just gave out all of the big communist industries to his friends. Mm-hmm. And now there are all these, you know, I don't know how many there are, you know, a dozen. And they control, you know, almost everything in the country. They're the oligarchs. So whoever's president doesn't matter because he follows what the oligarchs say. And that's what happens in Mexico and that's what happens in China. China's a communist country. You know, when you, if you're a girl walking by a factory in China, they might reach out and grab you and chain you to a machine. And you don't have anything to say about it. You, you know, you don't have any rights. And this is what our GOP's donors and GOP's supporters, this is what they like. This is how they want to make their money. They don't want to hire Americans. They don't want to help the middle class. They like this idea of communists who are tied to machines and forced to do to whatever they're forced to do. It's kind of like slavery. and It's, it's kind of, well, I guess it is slavery. And it's the, same, it's the same thing we've been fighting about since the formation of the country. You know, is it okay to take some people and tr- turn them into farm animals so that, you know, the, the few at the top can make lots of money and call that a society? Or are we a, a meritocracy where anyone can, can work hard and make $75,000 a year, you know, or, or become a millionaire if he wants to, or become the president if he wants to, or whatever, you know, just based on how smart you are and how, how hard you work. Mm-hmm. And which which one is it? Because you can't because it ain't both. Right. And so the people that are behind the, the 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 GOP right now in this current world we're living in are not just our oligarchs. By the way, we have some. You know, the Koch brothers, K O C H brothers, mm-hmm. uh, are are definitely are definitely part of that group. And so, some people from Coors and people from Walmart and there's a bunch of people who are just so rich and powerful, and they really do tell the government what to do by just writing them a check and saying, listen, here's a check 
do what I want you to do. And that's why when you see those blue dog Democrats kind of waver on something that everybody wants, they're wavering because the checks keep getting bigger and they go, uh, uh, you know, I'm not sure I want to vote for this, you mm-hmm. know. And what, it's just, they're just getting checks. So we have American oligarchs. But now the Chamber of Commerce and Karl Rove and probably other people are collecting big, big checks from the Russian oligarchs. Russia, the, the KGB, <laughs> right? They're collecting checks from them. You want to vote for the GOP? You're voting for the KGB. You want to vote for the GOP? You're voting for Chinese oligarchs, communists. Listen, you know, I think Marxism is an interesting idea. I think there's some wonderful things about it. But Chinese communists are not Marxists. They're not, they're not kumbaya communists. They're, they're highly uh, despotic. You, you know, you're, you, and now, speaking of despotic, how about the Saudi royal family? Oh, yeah. I was waiting for you to get to that one. Right? <laughs> and Bahrain, which is, a, which is another Arabian uh, royal family called Al-Khalifa. Right. So, so there's l- this, let's, this, let's focus on the Saudis for a minute, because to, in my okay. mind, they arguably are the worst. Uh, okay. Because not only are they oligarchs, not only do they have all this yeah. money that, you know, they control right. no, for all... No, they're worse than oligarchs. They're, they're royal. They're royalty. They're royalty. They're the exact thing Americans fight. They're the exact thing we broke away from. And, and they're not, the opposite of us. And not only oligarchs, not only royalty, they are Islamic extremists. These people who are very good friends with the Bush family, yeah. the, and these, <laughs> they now are funneling money through the U.S. Chamber of Commerce to affect our elections. And so when you mentioned them and you mentioned the Chinese communists and the the KGB and all, so it is really no exaggeration to say that the Republicans are being supported by Islamic extremists and communists. That, that, (laughs) That is technically true. I don't want to come off as an Islamophobe because I'm not. And I want to say this, that that uh, that if Christians followed the Old Testament and stoned women to death for not being virgins on their wedding night, you would call those extremists. You would call right. I mean, you, and that is in the book. Okay, it is in the Bible to stone your children to death if they talk back to you. Mm-hmm. It's in the Bible. It's com- you're commanded to do it. And the New Testament says you must follow every jot and tittle of the law. So it's in the book that you're supposed to do that, right? But American Christians don't do it, and we don't call them as extremists as we would if they did. Well, you know, in the House, in, in the house of Saud, if a, if a father complains that his, his daughter was looking at a guy wrong or, or, or uh, wasn't a virgin or whatever, they can chop her head off, and they do. That's pretty extreme. Mm-hmm. And those, those are that's so. I'm I'm not being you know an Islamophobe. I'm saying I don't like extreme religion of any kind. Uh, I don't much like religion, but I really don't like extreme religion. And you know, Fox News go, jumps up and down like like a bunch of monkeys when when in, whenever there's any kind of story about extreme Islam, so they can say you know the, the Muslims are bad, and here they are being literally funded by them. By the way. Fox News, second second biggest contributor to to them. They are they are, Fox News is not a profitable business. It, it never has been. Fox News is a Fox News is a is an arm of a of a political party. They're they're like the third arm of this thing we're talking about, and they are underwritten by when they're not profitable. They're underwritten by uh, uh, Saudi royals as well. 
you know, Fox News is a Saudi corporation, partly Saudi corporation. That, that is and, just uh, so Glenn bizarre. Beck's show makes no money at all. Glenn Beck's show makes no money at all. None. It makes no money. Because advertisers won't even, won't even advertise on a show. Glenn Beck makes nothing uh, on his show, yet they put it on every night. What does that tell you? Yeah, it's really right. it's but really that, rather bizarre, you know. And you talk, yeah. if you hear anything about uh, sort of Islamic extremists of any sort supporting uh, uh, Democrats, I mean, Fox right. News would be all over this. You'd never hear the sure. end of it. And, Absolutely. And here you're saying and that they are actually taking Saudi money themselves. And what you know, Saudi Arabia has for a long time sort of been. Uh, in a certain sense, an ally of the United States, but it's always been this thing that has been overlooked about how uh, non-democratic they are, how they are not uh, practitioners of uh, human rights and civil rights and uh, civil liberties as we think of. They're very... Again, they're the opposite. They're the opposite of what we are. And so... They're the opposite of what we are. Right, and I've had a problem with... any Democrat or Republican, you know, having such good ties with that uh, Saudi government. So, but the thing is, now it appears that they are solidly, though, behind the Republican Party. They and many right. of these other uh, oligarchs. Sure. And so it's just, people, you need to understand, <laughs> this, is, yeah. this is where the money is coming from. Follow the money. This is all right. the millions that are coming in to fund the current crop of GOP candidates, it is these and kinds of a people. Family, an older family member of mine who was, or, or, you know, was a kid during World War II and, and, and kind, of, kind of has the old school way of looking at things, will say, well, we need, we need oil. Now, now, if you think about World War II, if, if you know anything about it, you know that oil was a huge part of why Hitler started to stumble. He couldn't get access to oil. And oil became the World War-winning power. And all Americans who knew anything about that were very supportive of America being sure that it had its national security together by having access to the world's oil. Uh, and that was, a, that was a somewhat patriotic position to hold back in the day, that, um, that, that American oil and the world's oil should be protected and defended and overlooked you know, or, or overseen by the good guys who are the Americans. And we should, you know, make sure we do that. Now, at the same moment, a, a man named Frederick, Co- uh, Frederick Koch, yes, the, uh, the, the, the father of the Koch brothers today, the, 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 the guy that started Koch Industries or Koch Oil at the time, um, he wanted to uh, uh, make some deals uh, in the lower parts of the Soviet Union, the parts that are now independent countries, uh, the stands, you know, Kyrgyzstan and all those places. And he wanted to make deals there for their oil because they have a lot of it in certain areas. And, uh, but that was, at once, that was after this Cold War began and they became the enemy. And I'm pretty sure it was Ike who said, you can't do that, they're the enemy, you can't do that. And Frederick Koch went insane. And he started, a group, he started with another guy, a group called the, uh, the John Birch Society, and one of the first things was to say that Eisenhower, a very you know the, the, the hero of World War II, one of the greatest generals we've ever had, uh, and, uh, uh, and and a, a staunch Republican, that he was an agent of communism of the Kremlin itself in the White House. So we've had that kind of crazy talk before, but there wasn't a Fox News to keep amplifying it back then. Th- 
These, these are the people who are our oligarchs. They know that stuff isn't true. They really want their oil deals. You know, and so today, when you're supporting the Saudis and you're supporting Bush's relationship to the Saudis, you're not supporting, you know, you know, uh, security. You're supporting, you're supporting vast, you know, almost lecherous greed. You know, and 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 it's not helping you because. They're selling you down the river. They're grinding you up and sniffing you up their nose. Well, here's the thing you know, that I, I think you. people need to understand. When these kinds of cozy deals are made with the Saudis, it's not because, oh, now we'll be sure they'll sell out their oil to us. They're right. not not going to sell the oil. It does them no good when of it course. sits in the ground. You know, maybe for of a course. short while to raise prices, but eventually of they have course. to sell it. So when they make these kinds of deals, it's not about oh, helping American security so that no, we'll make sure... No. It's about helping certain people get right. these special contracts. If you have all the diamond mines, you, they're not American diamonds, right? They're, 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 whoever, they're diamonds for whoever will pay the most. That's what they're for. There's an international diamond market, and if you control all the diamond mines, you get to set the price, and you don't care who buys them as long as they pay too much. Mm-hmm. And that's how the oil industry works now. They put it on the international market. I remember that whole drill, baby, drill thing just cracked me up because that oil comes out of your and my land. belongs to the American people. They, they extract it for free, and in some cases they're paid to extract it out of our tax money. We, our government gave ExxonMobil money to take our oil out of the ground and then put it on the open market. The international open market where whoever pays the most for it can have it. China and India bought most of it, mm-hmm. right? So you, you're paying greedy bastards <laughs> to take oil out of our ground and off of our you know, Gulf of Mexico, endangering our Gulf of Mexico. And then they don't say, well, this is for the Americans or this is going to lower American gas prices. Uh-uh. They're putting it on the international market, and they've got their buddies on Wall Street trading up the price so they can get as much as they can for it. No, this, that's who you're voting for. Okay. You're voting for people who cannot stand voters. You're voting for people who would like to see the process of voting end. That's who the GOP is run by right now. Now, I'm not saying that you should become a Democrat if you don't want to, but I'm, say, but, but I'm saying don't vote for the current kind of regime, maybe go take over the GOP and turn it into something else. I'd love to see that. We need that. Yeah. You know, turn it, turn it into the GOP of my grandfather. Please, turn it into Eisenhower's GOP. I would love to see that. Right? And, to, and I can also hear, as you and I are talking, friends of mine on Facebook going, you know what? <coughs> the Democrats are no better. Actually, that's not true. Uh, all of the money raised for Democratic candidates and it's something like one-sixth or one-eighth of the money has been raised, has been raised only by one organization, the Democratic Party, and it's all transparent. You can see where all the money came from. You can, anyone can go check where the money came from, and it's pretty much all small donors, $200 or less. That is a fact. That is different. If you're talking about who is represented by representative democracy, that is a fact you cannot argue with. $200 or less, the people, versus millions and billions of dollars, the, the oligarchs. Now, we've, I've only talked about, you know, 125 
million dollars in a midterm, but they have access to whatever they need to win, whatever they need. If they need a billion, they can get it. I mean, I think Obama spent a billion of our donation dollars uh, on winning the presidency, which is unheard of, 900 and something million dollars, right? Yeah. Just crazy, just, just completely wrong, just, just wrong. Citizens United versus the Federal Elections Commission, that decision was a crime by, by, uh, by some really, really, really bad actors in our government. Um, because now that's going to be nothing. If, if, if this keeps going, they'll be able to pour in b- literally billions, thousands of millions of dollars into getting Sarah Palin and Mitt Romney to be the, your president. And he won't be your president. He'll be the president of the people of, of the oligarchs. And he won't be the president of just American oligarchs. He'll be working for the Saudis. He'll be working for, you know, German oligarchs maybe, and uh, you know, uh, but Brazilian oligarchs for sure, and Bahrain, and 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 uh, China. all these yeah. China. Yeah. You know, he's he's you know he's working he's working for the people who who would love to take over and turn us into a third world country. That's the rest of the world lives like that. Let's not forget that it's not like it can't happen. It happens every day all over the world. That's how they live. We are this little pearl who live differently. We live with a mixed market, and we live with a middle class, and we live with rights, and we live with a minimum wage, even though it's not enough. We live reasonably in a civilized way. We're sort of number nine in the world now. We used to be number one. But we could get back up there again if we want to. Uh, but we live reasonably. You, this could go away tomorrow. I mean, it's, it's, the rest of the world is like this. And the only way you get to keep this liberty, I hate to use that word because it's so misused, but this liberty and, this, and, the, and, and the, the rules that we have that allow us to have opportunity and allow us to have some peace and allow us to have some public safety uh, and all of these things that, that our Constitution guarantees us, the only way we keep living under the Constitution is if we do something about it. And if we, the only way we can do something about it is if we know. And hopefully somebody listening to this right now learned something that they didn't know and said, oh, well, wait, okay, I'm going to be reasonable here. I'm not going to be emotional about this. I do want the middle class to do well. I do see that the oligarchs are such that they don't like a middle class. It doesn't work for them. I do see that the money coming in, is from oligarchs, from people who don't like a middle class. And I do see that I have a choice here between keeping those people out or letting them in. Yes, I know Democrats are weasels, and some are, some aren't. Some are disappointing, some aren't. Some are are too conservative. Some are too liberal, maybe for some people listening. But they work for you, you know, in a messy, traditionally American way. They're basically working for you. These other guys, they're only working for the oligarchs. And that, I, 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 if I had said this again 10 years ago, I would have sounded like a lunatic. But it's, I'm actually being kind of conservative in how I'm describing this. Yeah, this is Out the Rabbit Hole, KUCI in Irvine. Robert Larson here speaking with Corp. You can find him blogging. It, it's, uh, what's the blog site again? 
The blog site is corporations eight my baby the numeral eight corporations eight my baby dot wordpress dot com and then you can find me at Twitter my link is there it's corp eight my baby for Twitter and uh, then you can find my MySpace which is still kind of fun we still have fun there uh, although I don't spend as much time as I used to there um, uh, like so many people uh, and uh, that's myspace dot com slash re-regulation, all one word. Uh, my YouTube link is there, and uh, my Facebook link is there, which I never know how to read over the, over the air because it's a bunch of numbers and stuff. But you can find my Facebook link as well. Okay, and the, the latest blog you have, what's the title of that again? The latest blog is called The International Money Coup. Uh, and I basically just kind of laid out what we talked about and sort of who the players are. And I put a couple of videos. One is uh, Rachel Maddow explaining it a little, a little bit with some, with Kent Jones dressed up as a billionaire. <laughs> and then uh, another, another is a scene from uh, from one of the Star Wars movies where the uh, where the uh, where Liberty go, where Liberty dies to thunderous applause for our safety. Okay, for, and, for you, I, and I think you, we didn't have a lot of time to go into this. I mean, we kind of touched on it a little bit. The thing is, is that the Media prognosticators are still kind of saying that the uh, Republicans have a very good chance of taking over mm -hmm. at least the sure. House of Representatives. And yeah. so that we need to understand that there were some very specific policies that were put into place when the Republicans uh, controlled the House from uh, right. 95 to 2006. And, uh, and it handed the government over to the corporations when they did that. Right, and, and we can look at some things, and, and we can look at what happened to the economy that was not yep. only with that Republican Congress, but with Bush and the White House. And so Oligarchs like it when you don't make enough money. When you can't make enough money to feed your family, oligarchs like that. Don't ever forget that. They want you like that. They want you on your knees. They want you struggling and scared and scrapping for every little little bit of food because you'll do anything. To, to feed your family, you'll do anything. That's what they want. Yeah, so that's what they do all over the world. If that's what they're doing. That's what, that's what they did when, when, the, when the Republicans were in power. That's what they did. If they, they can't said, have you as, a, as an outright slave in chains, they can have you yep. as somebody working very close to slave wages. That's right. You know what keeps you out of slavery? Social Security does. And they would love to privatize Social Security because it's forced out of your check every time you get a paycheck, right? Wouldn't it be great for the oligarchs if they could get their hands on it and put it in their, quote, investments and take it all, which is what they did to your housing value? You know, they went in and t gave you credit cards and took your value away. They took away your house value. They stole it. And that's what they did when they were in power. And they will do it again to Social Security if you let them back in. Mm -hmm. That's what they're here to do. They are not for the white people. They don't care about black and white. You do, maybe, but they don't. They're not for Christians. They, there is no religion. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah, there is. The Saudis are not Christians, you know, <laughs> right? You know, um, there's no religion involved in this. There's no skin color involved in this. There's no idealism about a free market involved in this. They're not free marketeers. They're just using that language. That's who they really are. And if you let them back in, Watch what they do to Social Security. The first thing they'll do is if they only get the House, they'll just stop government. They'll just stop anything from being passed that can help us. They'll just stop 
uh, it'll all turn into, you know, Monica Lewinsky again. They'll just try to find something. They'll make up stuff about the president and keep, in, you know, looking to see what, you know, trying to find a scandal. And, and then Fox News will amplify it, and NBC and CBS and ABC will be stupid and they'll follow along because they're run by weapons corporations and as well. I mean, they're, they're still corporate. And we'll see just nothing happen, and it'll get really, really, really bleak. Uh, if you let him back in. Now, look, that sounds like me going rah, 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 you know, the Democrats are great. I'm not doing that. What I'm saying is it's a different world. We're, we're living in a world where it's corporate oligarchs versus the United States Constitution. And we've got uh, two-thirds of a party who are really planning to do something to save the Constitution, trying to do something to save the Constitution from oligarchy. Two-thirds of one party. We need help, right? I, you know, I'm not, I was not a lifelong Democrat. I was a Green, you know. I was a, I was a, a you know, a, a yogurt-eating, uh, you know, tree hugger. <laughs> and, and, uh, and, and now there's nowhere for me to go because there's no time for that right now. The, the, you know, the corporations are absolutely looking to, to tear down all of the sovereignty of free nations, and uh, we should take we should take a, a you know a lesson from Europeans. They they stand up to it, man. They say no. They say you will not put any genetically modified stuff in my food. You can't do it, no matter what. The, the people say no, and that's it. Mm -hmm. uh, you know they say you you will not put high fructose corn syrup in our in our food. They don't have the same kinds of problems with obesity we do. They they say. You know, uh, Denmark said, "You know what? We're gonna we're gonna switch over to electric cars. Uh, in the meantime, we want to have we're gonna put a uh, we're gonna put up a toll on these roads on certain days. And if you ride your bike, you get a, you get over free. But if you bring a car, you're gonna pay for it, right? So then everybody starts riding their bike, and their their blood pressure goes down, and their health gets better, and right? You know, and uh, these people are living better. They're healthier. They're stronger. They're happier, and they're richer than we are." Yeah, uh, and it's not like, yeah, and forget that nonsense where people are, why don't you move there? It's like, no, why don't we look at a model that we can see works right. and implement what right. does over here? Corp, we're out of they time. They copied us, and by the way, you can't move there because <laughs> they know everybody wants to. Yeah. All right. They won't let you. You're, you. You Americans, we Americans are not allowed in. Uh, okay, I got to cut yeah. in. We're out of time here. Uh, right. I want to say, Corp, thanks so much for being with us. Corporations ain't my baby. Uh, you know, find his right. stuff on the Internet. And uh, anything November you want. November second is November second is the election. Everybody, November second. It's a Tuesday. No Vote November second, and think about that money trail. All right. Thanks That's so much right. for being with us, Corp. Thanks, man. Talk All to right. you soon. Okay. Bye -bye. Yes, corporations ate my baby. Find him blogging at all those places we mentioned, and just said uh, Google him. You will uh, find him there on the internet. And uh, we've got uh, Matt Kaplan out. I can see him uh, through the window here. He's ready to go in just about two or three minutes with uh, his usual excellent Thursday evening fair, Counterspin and Planetary Radio. I'll remind you once more, the opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of the KUCI staff or management or the UC Board of Regents. And this is KUCI 88.9 FM in Irvine, also on the web at KUCI.com. Dot org. Robert Larson saying, I'll be talking to you next week.